I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome to Kinda Cute, and if you're new here, welcome. My name's Bailey Four. I'm your host, and on Kinda Cute, we discuss articles from the cut and my general pop culture musings. And I'm going to apologize right off the bat, guys, because I'm a little under the weather, and I'm afraid that you might be able to hear it in my voice, so I apologize ahead of time for that. But we're going to try to keep it together, not cough or sneeze too much during this podcast. Um, I wanted to start off since last week was Thanksgiving, just thanking every single one of you who's ever even listened to a snippet of this podcast. Even if you just turn it on for two seconds, at least you gave it a try. If you're listening to it right now, thank you. Thank you to every single one of you who's written a review, who's followed our Instagram page at Kinda Cute Podcast or my Instagram at Bailey Evan. It really means a lot to me and makes me excited to keep going with this podcast into the new year. So thank you. I hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving or however you celebrated or maybe you're just getting in the holiday spirit and I, you know, I'm just down for that. I love the holidays. What can I say? Uh, As promised, a gift guide is up on my blog at baileyevan.com. I'm sure you'll see some familiar favorites of mine from past legit shits and I keep thinking of things I kind of wish I had included on it. It's not the most extensive gift list, and some of them are a little bit pricey, but I think they're gifts that I would love to get, I think mean something, and I think maybe you'll find something you like on the list too. Uh, I'm actually going to Scotland tonight for my sister's graduation, so that's why this podcast is coming out at a weird time this week, and I felt bad that I had skipped last week because of Thanksgiving, and I didn't want to skip again since I was going to be in Scotland, so I just wanted to get one out. So again, because of my voice and because of the timing, this might not be the longest podcast I've ever done, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a fun one, and we're only discussing a couple articles today. Um... Speaking of gift guides, I love the absurdity of the Goop gift guide. I look at it every year. It's like if Oprah's favorite things were stuffed with a yoni egg and eating its own plasma. If you've never perused, uh, get your hot cocoa, nestle in, because I haven't given y'all homework in a while, and I think the Goop guide is worth it. Some of my favorites from this year, an automatic joint roller with the caption let the good times roll and this falls under one of the more absurd sections of the list which is aptly titled the absurd but awesome gift guide with the caption a trip to space because hot air balloon rides are so last year uh there's also a micro needling session with the caption just the tips which i enjoy enjoyed there's shareable caviar oh i'm sorry not shareable it is shareable but it's it's shavable so it's like a block of caviar that you can shave sort of like a truffle which that just doesn't sound particularly appealing and uh just very expensive so i don't really understand but if anyone's tried it let me know how it is but I think the most unfortunate part of this guide is it has me thinking things like an outdoor pizza oven and appeal for $325 is a veritable steal and something that I actually need in my life. So (laughs) I probably shouldn't look at it every year and I don't think I've ever actually bought anything off the list. I might have accidentally owned something on the list but never purposely bought something from it so I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that. In news that probably no one cares about, um, Kaya and Pete Davidson were spotted making out all over Miami, and to that I still say, please, Cindy, come get your daughter. 
And since Elena basically serves as my non-present co-host, she told me that she saw Pete and Kaya at the SNL after party that I told you guys about the other week that she went to that when Harry Styles was hosting. And we were discussing what girls see in him. And she thinks it's just because he's tall. I think it's because he has a sense of humor, a wounded past, and is open about his mental health issues and has BDE. But I honestly just think girls are sometimes starved for a man who's in touch with their emotional side. And I think Pete offers that. And I think it's also a little bit of a rebellion thing. Like, ooh, I'm dating the bad boy with a heart of gold. Like, mom's not gonna like this you know that kind of thing I think I think people are still into that that archetype uh a few weeks ago we saw Conan Gray and I hadn't talked about that on here I really love his music but I do have to say we didn't even stay the whole time because we felt so ancient and my sister's only 24 so (laughs) if that gives you an idea of like how young this crowd was Uh, We did successfully sneak that stage. We were just um, like messing around. Like I just, there was like a rope and because I am, I have a mischievous streak, I just wanted to see what it led to and it really just led to outside. But then when we were outside, we realized there was another door. So we went through that door and then all of a sudden we were literally backstage on the side stage and there was like multiple men just kind of looking at us like kind of like, who are you? But they didn't say anything, but we were just so weirded out and like literally on the side stage that we ran out. But even better than that, before the show, we were walking to get a slice of pizza because we had actually been drinking all day. We had met my friend Megan down in Fort Lauderdale. And I think part that's part of the reason we had to leave early because we had started our day at like on the Bright Line, which is the train here, already drinking. We literally paid the $12 upgrade because it's an insane deal because you can get as many snacks as you want and as many drinks as you want. And let me tell you, we take advantage of that every time. <laughs> So it was a long day. So anyways, we're just like going to get our pizza and we see Conan running with a hoodie on, the hood up, his hands over his face. And we didn't say this, but in our head, we were just like, boy, it's literally just us over here on this side of the venue because literally there are hundreds of people in line. I've gone to the venue the show was at, Revolution in Fort Lauderdale, quite a few times at this point. I have never seen a line like this line. It was insane. So everyone was in that line and not over on the side we were. So we thought it was kind of hilarious that he's like running with his hood up and his face covered. Um, But I guess he just already feels like a star. So good for him. I wanted to update you guys on the T.I. Hyman issue since we've talked about that. Uh, He went on Red Table, which is Jada Pinkett Smith's Facebook show. And I don't think he dug himself out of the hole at all with the appearance on Red Table. So this article is T.I. says he was joking about his daughter's hymen by Justin Curdo. So he sort of backtracks on what he previously said and clarified that he wasn't actually in the exam room with his daughter. But I think the most telling part of this (laughs) apology, quote unquote, is that he still holds this view and says, T.I. later explained, your childhood ends when you lose your virginity and I can't let you run around trying to enjoy the luxuries of adulthood without any of the responsibilities of adulthood. When Pinkett Smith and her mother said they thought T.I. would be more lenient with a son, he said he's more protective of his daughter because the household is changed immediately if she gets pregnant and not necessarily so if one of his sons gets someone's pregnant. 
I, yeah, yeah. I honestly have just as many issues with this as the first time we heard about him talking about his time. I mean, clearly he still holds these incredibly outdated views. And again, I'm just purposely not finishing Rhythm and Flow, that show I really liked on Netflix. And I just hope I don't have to talk about T.I. for a while to come. Okay. Guys, this is going to be a deep dive. Because to be honest with you, again, not feeling great, didn't do as much research as I should, didn't read as many articles as I should. And I think the cut had kind of taken off a few days for Thanksgiving, so I didn't have a ton of material. But what I did have was this amazing article about Diplo, the DJ. I'm sure you know him. He likes his little cowboy hats. He's got long stringy hair, but a pretty delightful face. And it's called Doing Diplo, the buff cowboy DJ mogul dad is all grown up and ready to party by Allison P. Davis. Now, I have to start out by saying that Allison and I go way back. And by way back, I mean that in September of 2018, September 17th, to be exact, I slid into her DMs and she goes by Baby Meatballs on Instagram. And I said the following, found your Insta to compliment you on your Noah article. Now, mind you, I spelled compliment wrong, as in like complimentary colors instead of with an I. So that's embarrassing. Uh, I, I went on to say, never have I felt such pure unbridled jealousy and loved it. Then while in your Insta, I realized you wrote the sex robot article, which I also loved. Just wanted to send props, exclamation, exclamation, writing the journalism that I truly want to read about, exclamation mark. Now, I like this because I think it shows that I... I will never write a troll comment. I will never say something negative to anyone. If I'm reaching out to you on a DM, it's for me to gas you up. I'm going to tell you how great I think you am. I don't care if you're a stranger. I will say that you delight me because I think we could all use a little bit of that in the world. Now, she never read that message, but you know, it's out there. Maybe one day she'll see it. So As we're talking about this article, I'm going to quote a fair amount because I love her writing style. Obviously, I took the time to DM her on Instagram. So she starts out her article like this. The plan was to spend the afternoon in a hot tub with Diplo. The activity was offered to me. I didn't even ask, but it seemed like fate. Like, of course, the only way to interview an omnipresent DJ producer who had just recently started posting a lot of high-caliber shirtless pictures on social media and posting in Calvin Klein underwear ads would be in a tiny man-made temperature-controlled body of water doing, well, I don't know what. What do people in a hot tub What do two people do in a hot tub? Talk? Simmer together like two ingredients in a soup? Still, it was easy enough to picture. A galaxy of chest freckles in which float planets of bad tattoos. Abs so well defined they resemble freshly grouted bricks, muscular thighs, skater boy length blonde hair, all wet, all enhanced by perspiration. Him smiling, single gold fruit front tooth glinting in the sun. I chose my bathing suit with care. I mean, doesn't that give you the imagery? I was just describing him as like a stringy haired man, but that writing, I mean, you you get who Diplo is now, even if you had no idea before. Unfortunately, the conditions for their hot tub meeting weren't right, so she says, Diplo had other things to do, a facial appointment, yoga, meetings, which is how we ended up in the last place you'd expect to find Diplo, a rent-by-the-hour conference room with a type of West Elm furnished co-working space where the snacks are free and the water bottles are branded with a Pet Care Startups logo. Apparently, Monday morning meetings are a fact of life, even for DJs. But it turns out that Diplo had the wrong time for the meeting, and so I quote, this is why he missed it. 
I was in Vegas on Friday night. I didn't go to bed till 6, and I had to take a flight at 9 in the morning to go to my son's birthday. I was there until 6. Then I went to yoga. Then I went out with her. He points to Sarah, which I think is his assistant. Saturday night, what are what were we doing? He asks, then continues on, not waiting for an answer. Oh, a birthday party. Then I went to an ambient rave until like 7 a.m. And this meeting was at 10. I was like, I can't make it. I slept until 3. So... Really, I just wanted to read that all out because I have no idea what an ambient rave is. Is that like a rave minus all the normal things of a rave? Like a calm rave? Like with ambient lighting and ambient music? This is what I'm going to look up after this. This is my homework for myself. I learned through this article that he worked on MIA's Paper Planes, which I contend is one of the most fire songs of all time, and that he dated MIA. Is that common knowledge? Like, I feel like I usually have a pretty good understanding of celebrity couples, but I was not aware of that. I also very much enjoyed this tidbit about his short stint on the exclusive dating app, Raya, which he says he was only on for about a month, a long time ago. He says he mostly used it to connect with people he already knew as friends, including Joe Jonas, his soulmate. He felt really bad for women who use it because all the men are like him, DJ losers, while the girls are better than us. (laughs) And... You know, I I like always thought it'd be so cool to get to be on Raya and like match with celebs. But this made me feel better that it's probably just as shitty as all the regular dating apps that us regular people get to use. This article also enlightened me that Florida spent a lot of his time in or Florida. Diplo spent a lot of his time in Florida. He was born in Mississippi, uh, but spent a lot of his youth in Miami. And then he went to UCF, which is actually the major uh, college that's closest to where I grew up. So I like to think that I maybe accidentally tuned into Diplo on the radio station WPRK when I was in elementary school. Um, But interestingly, he did not graduate from UCF and transferred to Temple in Philly instead. And he was an anthro major. And I am also an anthro major from Florida. And are Diplo and I kindred spirits? I mean, I also like yoga. I actually just got back from yoga class. So who knew? Me and Diplo, homies. And then he goes on to say, I'm still figuring it out, he says, about giving fans a personal view of who he really is. He studies the internet. He thinks John Mayer is really good at it. I don't know of any of his music anymore, but I'll buy it because he's so good at Instagram. Now, this is something I also, again, agree with Diplo on. I think John Mayer is like the king of Instagram. He is so good at it. He's so smart with it. Weirdly, I don't follow him. I might literally follow him right now while I'm talking because he's like comments by celebs. He dominates that. That is literally his Olympics. He is so just good at it. It's scary. Because I think he's a really smart guy. I think that's why his uh, lyrics are so, they speak to a lot of people. And big John Mayer fan. We talked about him last time, last episode about his thoughts on Taylor Swift, which I agreed with. So big ups. Diplo, when talking about what he's supposed to wear, he says, what else is a white guy supposed to do when he hits 40? I can't wear like Balenciaga pants, he says, then pauses. Well, I mean, I can The way he sees it, he has three options at his age. A cowboy, a motorcycle gang member or something, or you're a corporate lawyer. So this also spoke to me. This is totally a tangent, but I really want to throw a Dolly Parton party and call it nine to four instead of nine to five. Again, my last name's four. Every party I throw has to have like some sort of pun with four in it. And I would just love to like recreate a Diplo look, I think. Like, I mean, obviously still, you know, like an homage to Dolly, but Diplo has some fire Western wear. 
And then comes literally my most favorite quote of this entire article. It says, persevere in your ugliness. It will just eventually become beautiful, I think. Honestly, that is poetic. I want it tattooed on my body. I think every time I'm feeling insecure about myself, which is basically every day, I'm just going to tell myself to persevere in my ugliness and I'll feel so much better. So eventually baby meatballs and him arrive in the desert for a photo shoot. And it goes like this. Diplo goes through the racks quietly singing Rise and Shine in a Kylie Jenner voice. Ooh, he coos at the clothes like he cannot wait to get inside them. This is like I'm an ayahuasca cowboy or Jamaican cowboy or dashiki cowboy, he says, handing items to his stylist. He wriggles into a pair of suede bootleg pants. These pants are so tight I can't even nay-nay. He pulls on another pair that cradle his hot thighs so closely it feels more obscene than having seen him in nothing but his baby blue boxer priest for the past two hours. The seamstress offers to let out the end seam. Oh, God, love that writing, Allison. His kids are named Locket and Laser, and he eats a plant-based diet. Just some other fun facts I learned. So after uh, Baby Meatballs, after the photo video shoot, she gets to go to his house, and apparently there's just tons of people hanging out there, which I've come to realize like with famous people is like a very normal thing to just have 12 randos, I mean, I guess friends hanging out at your house eating your food. And then she gets to go with him to a Jonas Brothers concert because, as mentioned, he's best buddies with Joe. And as I got to this point, I realized that this article is describing my ideal dream date that I didn't even know I wanted. (sighs) Okay, and then I just have to read the closing line. The erstwhile DJ producer International Booty Call arches his back and raises his hand to the sky for the 500th time that day and does his favorite dance. And you know what? I give in. Nay, nay for me, daddy. I just want to marry Baby Meatballs and Diplo after reading this. And I know I was giving John all the props, but Diplo is also a great Instagram presence, and he looks great draped in Tiffany diamonds. So if you want to go check out the article, you or even just the Cuts Instagram, you'll get to see a little glimpse of that. He looks great for being 41 years old, and that is that. On to our last article of the day, Young, Amish, and TikTok Famous by Sarah Spellings. So this is the opening of this article. Rebecca Fisher's take on a beauty tutorial is simple. She's standing in front of a cabinet mirror while a woman, clearly trying to remain out of frame, holds a phone to film her. A tea towel embroidered with the message, do small things with great love, takes up the bottom half of the frame. Fisher parts her hair in the center, takes a comb, and twists her hair pulled back in a slick bun, not dissimilar from the style that Bella Hadid loves to wear on the red carpet. In other videos, Fisher's hair is partially covered by a white bonnet. The caption on the video says, how we do our hair, hashtag Amish. Uh, Okay, but guys, the most important part of this is that hair, as in the hair on your head, is spelled H-I-E-R. H-I-E-R. And (laughs) this is like, was my fear when I watched that show on TVC. I think it was called like Leaving Amish and they would... It might have been during the Rumspringa, which we'll talk about in a second, but they would leave their community and go out into the modern world, and just, like, chaos ensued. These people, it was like that girl who hadn't had a sip of alcohol in college and then got to a freshman, you know, her freshman thing and goes hog wild, okay? They go crazy, and it was a great show. I was obsessed with it. I don't know how real it was. Like looking back on it, I'm, I'm not sure that they were actually picking people who were conservative, quote unquote, real Amish people who really followed the tenets of it. 
But this was just giving me those vibes. And the fact that they spelled hair, H-I-E-R, was a concern I always have with these people because I'm like, are they getting properly educated? Like, I'm, I'm really concerned because the people in the TL show just seemed like they didn't have two brain cells to rub together. Or just, I shouldn't even say, they just weren't educated at all. And it came across as not having two brain cells to rub together. So the article goes on to say, to be clear, there aren't tons of Amish teens on TikTok. This isn't on the same level as, say, Mormon mommy bloggers but there are more than you'd expect in a community that encourages community and condemns vanity as an aside why are there so many mormon mommy bloggers can someone explain that to me so rumspring of the period between ages 6 to 20 when your behavior isn't being dictated by either your parents or the church in the amish church formal education ends in eighth grade oh see i read this and was like not even computing that. That's why they can't spell hair. Their education ends at eighth grade. Okay. So then they're baptized in their late teens or early 20s. And in the errand term, you have rumspringa. So for those in conservative Amish settlements, rumspringa can mean you can go on a, you can go on a date unsupervised. And for those in progressive settlements, it can even mean having a job and a cell phone. So I just think it's wild that these kids are on TikTok. But one of the things that the article pointed out is like a lot of the ones who are on TikTok are not your traditional Amish. Like one of the girls, she had actually been baptized under another religion and then was adopted and then became Amish sort of like later in her childhood. So I feel like she didn't have quite as many of the same, I don't know, rules in place as, you know, quote unquote traditional Amish person. All right, guys, I'm sorry. I feel like I just can't breathe because there's no air coming out of my nose. So when I'm talking, it's literally like no breath is, no air is getting into my lungs. So I've got to end this here, y'all. Thank you for coming along. Again, thank you. Thank you so much for every single one of you guys who's listened since this podcast has started. My legit ship for today is kind of weird because I haven't actually tried it yet. And usually I only talk about things that are tried and true and that you know I love, but. I just got some glitter offline off Lemonhead LA and they're the glitter that they use on Euphoria and I just want to share it with you guys because I think they're still having their sale that was like 20% off and they never do sales and it was free shipping so in case you wanted to pick up some glitter because you can never have too much in your life and it's vegan cruelty free biodegradable so it's not bad for the environment you can get that at LemonheadLA.com and I will see you next time bye